This podcast may contain paid advertisements, but more on that later. Welcome to the O'Connor Bootstrap Podcast, where I discuss the nuts and bolts of business and leadership, with a focus on bootstrapping a business from the ground up. This podcast is for all entrepreneurs, bootstrappers, and leaders in all walks of life. My goal is to help you grow both personally and professionally. I am your host, Isaiah O'Connor. Today's sponsor is Audible.com. Definitely one of my favorite sponsors, as I owe a good 70 plus percent of my current business knowledge to the books I have listened to on Audible. I really don't have a whole lot of time, usually throughout the day, to sit down and read a book like I used to, but I have Audible books and podcasts I listen to. And now there's podcasts on Audible, so that solves that. So Audible is amazing. The book I recommend this time is one of my favorite books to recommend, which is Good to Great by Jim Collins. Really breaks down what makes a business great and tick and run well, and is very applicable, including today's podcast where he talks about how the great leaders choose a successor which is the theme of today. And of course, you can go get a free copy of Good to Great over at audible.com forward slash bootstrap with a capital B. And you can get a 30-day free trial, which includes one Audible book and two Audible originals, plus the ability to listen to their entire listening library for the entirety of the 30 days. After the 30 days, that's only $14.95 a month. And if you decide to cancel before then, you can cancel at any time. You still keep your Audible Originals and your Audible book. You will simply lose access to the listening library. So go check them out at audible.com forward slash bootstrap with capital B. Now, let's get into this. So, as I was talking about choosing a successor, and that's kind of part of the Replacing Yourself series, but this is a little bit different. This is not just replacing yourself to go do something else. This is a very specific, you're choosing who to run your company after you're gone, if that's the way you want to do it. You want to retire from the company, turn over the reins to somebody else to keep the company going. So, I'm going to start with... Something that's been kind of going on in the whole Star Wars universe. And being a nerd, being a Star Wars fan, kind of pick, started picking up on some of the business stuff going on behind the scenes over at Lucasfilm and Disney, or one and the same. So, in October of 2012, Kathleen Kennedy became the president of Lucasfilm when George Lucas retired. She remained in this role as the president even after Disney purchased Lucasfilm. Now, when Lucas left, he had plans and an outline for what he wanted the sequel trilogy to be like, the story he wanted to continue to tell. Apparently, he even had an outline of a screenplay already set up. But Kathleen Kennedy scrapped those ideas for her own vision and created a much different version that was released to the theaters. This backfired as a large percentage of the Star Wars fans, myself included, 
were really put off by the final product. The other films, Solo, Rogue One, did not do much better, and they didn't have the financial success they expected. Then, in 2018, flash forward a few years, Disney hired John Favreau, tapped him right out of Marvel, to write and executive produce The Mandalorian, and alongside a guy named David Filoni, they created a version of the Star Wars universe that brought the fans back in groves and even caused many tears of joy. And that was the, the Mandalorian. It was just amazing. Now, the success caused a bit of a civil war between Favreau Filoni and Candy. And no one quite knows where it's going, but rumor has it, just a rumor, that Candy is now on the way out. And what can we learn from this scenario, this kind of a mess? Well, first of all, the question is, should you even care about your successor? Should you just retire and leave and just say, hey, whatever happens, happens? It's not my it's not my job anymore. Walk away. A lot of people do. And personally, it's your choice. You do whatever you want. But in my opinion, the best leaders uh, say the most important as I say, the most important part of being in business is to provide value for others. If you do not bother to have a successor to take care of your company, your company may lose value and fail and causing others to be hurt in the process. So if you build up a big company and you just leave it with no thought to succession, no thought of who's going to take it over and how they're going to run it, your company that you worked really hard to build up might lose value, might completely fail, might go bankrupt shortly after you leave. Now. No company lasts forever, so eventually your company will probably go out of business. Maybe, hopefully though, it's like one, two hundred years later. Hey, why not go for big, big impact, right? Because the bigger your company is, the more value it provides. It will provide great value for your customers, and it will provide jobs for your employees. It will provide for their families. Again. The better your business continues, you will continue to provide value for people, even if you're not there, which I think is amazing. Now, when you are choosing your successor, let's look at a few things that may have been missed with the whole Lucasfilm handing over the reins to someone else thing. First of all, you need to make sure they represent your company's values and your company's culture. If you bring on a successor that perhaps values your values, for example, made they're very family-oriented and you're very family-oriented, great. But what's your company culture? Again, I really need to do a podcast on this one. Maybe it's coming up here soon. What's your culture like? Is it a culture of leadership? Is it a culture of providing value? Is it a culture of telling good stories, say Marvel? They need to know what your culture is, what your company values are, and 
they represent that. They believe that, and they're on board with that. And with that, they need to understand your vision for the future, where you want the company to go if you were able to do it yourself. They want to know, hey, I've got this, and this is kind of where I'm thinking the company should go. And they should respect that and honor that and be willing to try to do that while realizing that they can change that because they will be in charge. And they should be able to say, okay, here's the vision. Here's reality. Reality says we need to change a little bit the founder's original vision. We can change and focus a little bit and move with with the events of the day, whatever. But we got to try to keep true to the overall vision, the overall mission, the overall culture. Keep to that. You don't want them to be an exact clone of you either. You want them to be able to move and take opportunities where opportunities present themselves. Now, Hershey's is a great example. For the longest time, when Hershey died, the founder of Hershey's died, they kept making all their decisions more or less based on of what would Hershey do himself. And they tried to make all the decisions not based on the available data, not based on the available opportunities, not based on any of these things. It was only based on what they thought the dead founder would do. So they were a little bit too much of a clone. So that became a problem, obviously, and it caused them to miss some really huge opportunities. For example, at the end of World War II, Hershey's chocolate was wildly known all over the world as they provided all the chocolate for the U.S. troops, which gave them out to people all over the world. And they decided, nah, it's too risky, it's too dangerous, we're not going to expand it to the overseas market. And instead, Mars chocolate expanded to the overseas market, and now I live in Norway, and no one's ever heard of Hershey's except for a few candy stores and a few novelty shops that import chocolate and candy from America. Can't find it. Huge opportunity. Biggest chocolate maker in the States, but worldwide, not even a blip. So you don't want an exact clone that can lock you in. So you kind of want to find someone that is a balance. They understand and value who you are and your culture, but they're willing to move the, the company in the right direction along those lines, but make moves when moves are necessary, make changes when changes are necessary. Now, how do you want to do that? Oh, one more thing they need. They really need to understand your company's target market, and in this case, fan base. So the fan base for Star Wars, they didn't quite understand. And that upset the fan base. So the fan base is their target market. So instead of trying to appeal to their current fan base, one of the things that Kathleen Kennedy tried to do is create a new fan, fan base, missing one important part. The, the old fan base had children who they were raising on Star Wars to be the new fan base. This was a generational fan base, which that would make another interesting podcast to have a generation of fans of your product multiple generations that the parents love your product so much that they raise the kids to love the product that'd be an interesting thing to look into but in this case 
They, Kathleen Kennedy did not understand this, did not understand the target market, and decided to go her own way and just start over on her own thing. Didn't work out so well. Because I don't think she really understood the value and the culture of the Star Wars universe, of Lucasfilm, what it meant to so many people. Now, when you do raise somebody up, you should choose someone from within your company. And a lot of this stuff following, by the way, is from other websites I went researching on. You want to pick someone from inside your company. Outside people will usually not get the culture, not have the values, but you really want to try to raise them up from within your company. You want to start training them early on, working on them, finding the per person that best fits for you, and then training them up and start working on your successor. And while you do this, you have to make sure you find the person who's most qualified, but not the one you like the most. You need to like them, that's for sure. You need to trust them, for sure. But if it's the more qualified person and say your brother or your child, then perhaps not. Because you got to go with the most qualified person. Or if the most qualified person is your child, but you like the other guy better for some reason, you need to go with your child because they're the most qualified person. And then when you Find your candidates to replace. Start dealing them out a little bit of responsibility step by step and see how they do. Give them a little bit more, a little bit more. Start bringing them into board meetings. Start letting them be, make decisions. And while you're there to help them and catch them and direct them and guide them, you let them take the responsibility. Let them fail. Let them fall. See how they make the mistakes. See how they learn. And Give them a safe space to do that, and then that will help you narrow down the right person to succeed. And it's not in my notes, but you want to see how a person handles both failure and success. If they bounce back for, from failure and don't get big-headed with success, it's the type of person you're looking for. So giving them tasks, seeing how they do, letting them fail, letting them succeed, great way to see that. And then Whenever possible, get other people's opinions and input in this decision. It's a big decision. If you're married, get your spouse's help. If you're not married, if you have a board of directors, get their input. If you have a mentor, ask their input. Get other input. Multitude of counselors, there's wisdom and safety. Biblical Bible verse, actually, in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. So multiple people in there will help you make the right decision. Now, of course, when it comes to picking your successor, there's a lot more. The book Good to Great goes into this a bit. Not super much, but it does go into this a little bit. And just go find books. Do research. When you're planning this, when you're thinking about this, when this is coming up, Really do some research, really dig into this, and really make sure you get this right. Because if you're going to have a successor, you want them to really succeed. And you don't want to set them up for failure. I've actually heard of people who pick their successor knowing they would fail because it would make their legacy even look better. See, you couldn't do without me. 
I would suggest don't be that person because that's not a very nice guy. And their businesses fall apart after they leave. It might be good for your ego, but you're actually hurting people. And I just don't want people to get hurt. So just to kind of wrap up, you need to be mindful about choosing a successor. Choosing a successor will bring value to your customers, bring value to your employees, continue the value you've built in your company, and you'll be able to help more people. And when you do it, make sure you take the time to do it, train from inside, all these things I just hit, and do your research and make sure you make the right choice. Anyway, there's more out there. This is a good start. I do like doing good start podcast. I'll see you on Friday. Bye, or no, sorry, Thursday. Bye-bye. If you found value in this content, please leave a comment and give us a five-star rating on whichever podcast platform you use. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and most other podcast platforms. If you would like to support us, you can check out our sponsor links, or if you would like to directly support the show, you can donate or join our membership program at buymeacoffee.com forward slash bootstrap. Of course, it really helps when you share these podcasts as well. If you would like to interact with me and other bootstrappers and leaders, you can join our O'Connor Bootstrap Podcast Facebook group. You have been listening to the O'Connor Bootstrap Podcast and Athos Business Solutions Podcast. For our companion podcast, the Athos Business Podcast, hosted by Jason St. Clair, past episodes, and related blogs, check out our website at www.athos.com, which is www.athoz.com or atheoz.com. Until next time, I've been your friendly neighborhood entrepreneur, Isaiah O'Connor.